Hello and welcome to Career Move Secrets, a brand new podcast for active job seekers and the career-minded. In each episode, I'll interview a special guest from my global network. Guests will include seasoned recruiters, experienced hiring managers from companies big and small, and successful individuals who have developed great careers through making great career moves. My aim is to uncover and share my guests' unique perspectives, their insights, and their insider advice on job searching, interviewing, and career enhancement. My name is Tony Talbot, and I've been working in the recruitment industry as an international headhunter for over 20 years. I'm the creator of CareerMoveSecrets.com, a step-by-step online course for job seekers that I designed to be the ultimate guide to getting hired in the hidden job market. I will add my perspective to the conversation and together with my guests, we hope to provide some genuine, actionable insider advice that will help you execute your next career move. Thanks for joining us today. Okay, so this is the very first episode of Career Move Secrets, and to let myself in gently, I'm going to interview an old friend. My guest today has had a 20-year career in recruitment and is today the group head of talent for uh, a digital marketing business called Sticky Eyes. Hello, Julian Ward. Good morning, Tony Tolbert. How are you? I'm very well. How are you, Jules? Very well, thank you. Obviously, we're in lockdown. I think we're in week four, are we, here in the UK? Uh, I wondered how you were coping. I'm coping pretty well, thank you. I've got the the wife's at home, my two young children at home. We've been in lockdown for about four and a half weeks now because my eldest son showed some symptoms. Um, So they got sent home from school. We were told to self-isolate, and that was before they actually shut the schools down. So we're very much in the swing of things, and we've we've got a routine going. We've um, we've actively participated in the Easter holidays, so we haven't been doing any homeschooling for the last two weeks. So that'll be back on the agenda next week, Good. along with the morning Joe Wicks routine, etc. So yeah, I think we're doing all right. Thank you. How about you guys? Yeah, very similar. We 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 decided to uh, self isolate a little bit before the the schools did, so we closed maybe two or three days earlier. And um, yeah, we've been doing the exercising. I've been exercising with my 13-year-old to try and keep him out of his bedroom and off the internet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're letting them, just at the moment, we're letting them uh, just be children. And I think as of next week, when we get back into what is the school term, we'll, we'll, we'll ramp it up with a little bit more work. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're already resisting. They're already resisting. And I've, uh, I've got to work out how to be a teacher. Uh, I'm, I'm struggling to be a parent, to be honest, Jules. So being a teacher as well is going to be, uh, is going to be hard work. But um, I obviously know lots about you, but, but the people yeah. listening do not. G- give, me, give me the sort of uh, the potted history and in particular what you do now and who you do that with. So a potted history would be that I've been in recruitment for over 20 years now, Um, started working in uh, executive search and selection, uh, focused on the medical devices industry. Um, Obviously, this is an external um, recruitment, obviously working in a consultancy business, Uh, then moved on from medical devices to marketing communications and then from marketing communications to specialising within uh, procurement and supply chain. Mm. Um, about just over eight years ago, I became a little bit disillusioned with the 
with the industry and was looking for a change. And I suspected that internal recruitment was the route that I wanted to go down. Um, it was certainly uh, the strongest option. Um, outside of that, I was potentially looking at sales or some sort of account management role. Um, I found a digital marketing company who were looking to expand at the time. They just were a pretty major client. Um, they needed to um, increase resource fairly sharply. I sat down with the CEO of the business. Um, we had a chat and uh, ultimately it, it ended up with me getting a job offer and, and starting with the business. I mean, just to be clear, I knew nothing about digital marketing when I when I went into the business. So it was it was quite a baptism of fire. I had to sit down with a lot of heads of department, learn a lot about digital marketing, and and that's really what's been happening for the last for the last eight years. The company's grown significantly. So I think when I started with the business, we had uh, one site in Leeds. We probably had about fifty people. Uh, today we've got about two hundred and thirty people across two sites. We work with a lot of international clients. Um, do a lot with um, do a lot in the travel sector. We do a lot in the pharmaceutical sector. Uh, we do a lot in the online gaming sector. Um, we do a lot in financial services. Uh, we do a lot in e-commerce as well. Okay, and you've you've obviously been in in part responsible for the growth. I mean that that growth from fifty to one hundred and thirty. How many of those people would you have recruited yourself? I would say. In excess of, I would say somewhere between ninety percent and a hundred. Sorry, I would say probably so somewhere between ninety and ninety-five percent of those people. Wow, so you're recruited directly by the business. So you're busy. How, how do how do you go about recruiting? Then do do you use recruiters externally? We don't. We do mm. well. We do our best not to. I would say the only area we really do partner with a recruiter who we've got uh, a very good relationship with that we've developed over the last several years is in finance, mm. just because it's not my, my area of expertise. And I think, you know, you need to have a pretty solid local network mm. um, to understand that sector and, and know the right people. We have recruited the odd finance person directly ourselves, but more through through luck really than good, good judgment. Um, so no, I suppose, you know, the, the majority of the people that come into our business come in directly. Okay, and how do you actually do that then? What, what channels, methods do you use? So, several really. Um, I suppose, you know, we've got our, our owned channels. So our own channels would be our LinkedIn profile. Yep. It would be our website. So we advertise roles on our website. Uh, we then uh, promote those roles across LinkedIn and we do some paid promotion of that. We've done some paid promotion across Facebook. Um, we've done some paid promotion across Twitter as well. Right. Um, we do the odd blog post, which will um, have a leaning towards recruitment, such as, for example, uh, one of the guys in content recently did a blog post about what people did before they got into digital marketing because um, we were trying to encourage people who maybe didn't necessarily have a background in digital marketing to consider digital marketing. Right. And then if they could demonstrate some sort of passion and they could evidence that, that passion uh, for digital marketing, yeah, they're, they're certainly people that we would look at. Um, Why is that, Jules? Is, is there a lack of talent, lack of people that got that have the digital marketing expertise? I think we are, especially in Leeds. I mean, Leeds is the, you know, I think 
um, the second digital city outside of London. I think Manchester is a lot more media focused than it is digital focused. Um, so, you know, we've got a market that is in short supply, but very, very high demand. Um, so, you know, we want to look at people who, as I say, you know, maybe haven't necessarily got the skills now, um, but if they've got the passion for it, um, they're obviously going to take the time to upskill themselves and get them to where we need them to be, uh, to be able to, to deliver client work. And I think, you know, because digital marketing is a, is a fairly fast moving industry and it's changing constantly, even the people who we've got today who are extremely knowledgeable, uh, their knowledge is going to change uh, and evolve over you know, the next 12, 18, 24 months. And what they're doing today might be very different to what they're doing. Sorry, what they're doing tomorrow, I beg your pardon, might be very different to what they're doing today. So I think, you know, if you can demonstrate that passion, if you've got a willingness to learn, then, you know, they're the types of people that we want in our business. So you've got a genuine sort of business that that admires and respects transferable skills, which is not always the case, actually, amongst businesses. Lots of businesses I deal with want a very specific group of people that are tried and tested in their industry. That's interesting. Where do you actually, what are the most successful channels for you? I would say that probably our most successful channels are our own site, um, me approaching people directly, uh, whether that be through LinkedIn, whether that be through uh, their blogs, uh, whether that be through me finding their email address. Okay, so you're headhunting people directly. Yeah. You're also using the network of the business to yeah. create a talent pool, perhaps to create um uh, a referral pool uh, uh, and I can understand you're doing that in order to try and reduce the cost per hire so that you can avoid spending 10 20,000 pounds on each individual hire into the business yeah absolutely absolutely you know there's no the, the business don't want to spend that type of money um, on recruitment you know I think over the eight years that I've been there um, you know we've probably saved nigh on seven figures in terms of wow. mm. in terms of uh, fees which is yeah an awful lot of money um so i think you know and i think the other thing about obviously you know if you're working um with recruiters is you know the recruiters aren't necessarily working in in our best interests uh they're not even necessarily working in the in the candidate's best interests you know they're working in their own best interests um i get a lot of approaches from recruiters uh, you know, telling me that, oh, look, you know, I've got a great candidate. I'm working with with all of your competitors. And I think, well, what, why would I want to speak to you if you're working with our competitors? You know, what, where's the advantage in that? Because if you're working with our competitors, then, you know, you're, you're pretty much agnostic about where you're going to place this candidate. Uh, well, you're not. It's going to be where, you know, it's going to be whoever's paying the biggest fee. And obviously, you know, we don't want to have those conversations. Um, yeah. It's definitely, I mean, there, there are good recruiters, I think, and there are bad recruiters. I think there are people with different uh, ethoses and there are people with different relationships with companies, for instance, where you, where you have good relationships. Um, the process is a lot more mutual. It's much more win-win. Um, but when people are prospecting and just talking to different companies, there's some very odd behavior that goes on. Um, very odd. I, I guess moving forward to, you know, thinking about, People who are looking for a job right now, perhaps 
you know, perhaps for the first time in, in a long time, actually, when we think about where we are, and I guess it's the elephant in the room, isn't it? We're, we're in this sort of COVID-19 lockdown uh, mm. pretty much worldwide. We're told um, here in the UK, we've had figures that suggest that the economy could uh, contract by as much as 35%, um, that we could have one of the biggest recessions we've ever had, and we could add as much as 2 million to our uh, unemployment figures in the US, I think they're already talking about one in seven people having lost their jobs, and we're looking at a pretty dire situation. So, people who uh, you know are out there in the market now, perhaps even who who've had companies that uh, have, have now collapsed under the pressure <coughs> of uh, of this global uh, pandemic, will be returning to the market. I think it's going to be really fierce out there. Um, one of the things I want to do with this podcast is help people understand what they should be doing, what they shouldn't be doing. You're obviously interviewing a lot of people. Um, you, I'm, I dare say, going you, you have some strong thoughts about what people do well and what people don't do so well. Um, what are the biggest mistakes you find that people make at interview? Big mistakes at interview? Um, that's a good question. I think, listen, you're, you're absolutely right. Just going back to the broader point, which is, you know, unfortunately, because of the situation the world finds itself in, you know, we're going to find that there are an awful lot of candidates on the market and it is going to be, uh, you know, the ones who manage to separate themselves from the rest of the crowd who are, who are going to get the, get the roles. Um, and, you know, it's good from, a, from an employer's perspective, I expect it's going to be a buyer's market. Um, so, you know, you've really got to give some thought around how are you going to separate yourself from the crowd? Uh, going back to your original question about sort of typical mistakes that, that candidates will make, um, I think, you know, a classic is, you know, one of, one of the first questions that I ask is, look, you know, what do you know about our business? Um, um, and, you know, not a lot of people, believe it or not, can answer that, that question uh, with any level of substance, um, which, which I find frustrating, which is probably an understatement. Um, because, you know, one of, one of our values, I mean, our values are, at Sticky Eyes are around passion, innovation, results, and togetherness. Um, if we were to choose, I suppose, you know, two of those values really stick out, which is togetherness and passion. And, you know, we want people, I mentioned earlier, we want people who are passionate about digital marketing, but we want people who are passionate about joining our business. Um, so if someone sits there and says, well, look, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're a digital marketing business. Well, you know, what else do you know about us? You know, what clients are we dealing with? What sort of sectors do we work in? Um, have you had a look at our social channels? You know, what, what really stuck out to you on those social channels? And again, you know, very, very few candidates can answer uh, those questions. You know, it's incredibly vague um, and just not substantial enough for us to, to think that it's someone that we would like to progress. It's a big red flag, isn't it? If people haven't done their homework, you know, the very, very basic stuff that you need to do before yeah. you go to an interview is to review their website thoroughly. What are they saying about themselves? I think that's the first stage, but I, I believe you go on and you find out what other people are saying about them by doing you know, basic Google searches, finding out what the reputation of the business is. Try and get some first-hand, some primary search. You know, Who do you know that works there or has worked there or knows somebody that's worked there and get some inside track information. And then demonstrate in the interview that you have dug and you have found out some information not obviously you know it's very important that that information is on the whole positive 
Um, you don't want to be digging up the dirt on a business and every business will have, you know, some uh, naysayers about them. But you, you want to you want to show that you have gone into some depth rather than just done the very obvious stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, you know, a cursory search on Google News with a company name. Yeah. You know, going on the company's LinkedIn profile, seeing what they've been posting on LinkedIn. Absolutely. You know, have they, for example, won some awards recently? You know, what were those awards for? Having a look at their Instagram profile, you know, what, what are they doing for the people inside of the organization? What are the company's values? How do your values align with the company's values? You know, how can you communicate that to the person who or person who are interviewing you? And, and in terms of the people interviewing, I think it's essential, I don't know if you agree, that you have done some research on that person because it's it's still it's a human process. Yes, you're going to meet a business, but the business is made up of a group of people. You know, you're the gatekeeper for your business. I would be looking to research you and and build a picture of you so that I could ask you some sensible questions, some searching questions about why you're why you joined the business. Uh, I'd I'd want to know a little bit about your background. I'm sure you research everybody that you meet uh, on LinkedIn, uh, and I would expect them to do the same back. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I look at people's LinkedIn profiles. I look at any other social channels that they might be on, see if I can you know gain some insight into who they are, uh, and on mm. the face of it, how they're going to align to our business from a values perspective. Uh, look at any blog posts that they might have made. Yeah, because yeah. that might give me some, some more professional insight into what they do. I think just going back to a point that you made as well about um, speaking, you know, trying to speak to people within the business as well. Mm. Um, and again, this is a point we were talking about earlier in terms of where do those candidates come from? Um, and I suppose, you know, a, a growing channel for us and a channel which I always try and push is internal referrals. Absolutely. Um, and you do find that people, you know, who have been referred by um, internal team members tend to fare better at interview. You know, they've done a lot of research. They've spoken to the people that work, work for the business, obviously. Um, and somebody is vouching for them as well. Yeah, of course. I, I think that the yeah. value of that is huge. You know, if somebody is, 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 is willing to put them forward, um, that gives you some, you know, some security that they are, you know, one of, one of the good guys, one of the people that you might want to meet. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, if you could, you know, if you're in a, as a candidate in a position, you know, if you find a company that you think, do you know what, you know, I'd really like to work for that business, you know, no matter how tenuous the link is to someone in there, try and get an introduction to that person, try and find out more about the business. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, uh, you know, you're going to give yourself a competitive advantage over the candidates by doing that. Is that what you, what would you do if you if you were looking for a job today? What would you do? I guess you know if I if I was looking for a job today, I would think about okay, well, what what companies uh, yeah. are going to lend themselves well to my existing skills? So it's probably going to be you know marketing services uh, companies. It's probably going to be other agencies. Um, so I would first thing I would do is identify who those agencies were, um, and there's various publications. Um, that I could look at, you know, top 50 lists, top 100 lists of marketing services agencies within the UK. Then I would do something like go on to Google News, go on to their LinkedIn profiles, as, as we've discussed, not the individual's LinkedIn profiles, but the company LinkedIn profiles, see what's been going on, put some narrative together around um, 
you know, there may be awards, there may be business wins that they've talked about. So, for example, you know, if, if there was a company there who talked about, well, we've just won some significant pieces of business, we've just won some awards, then obviously I could tie in uh, an email to them saying, look, you know, I see you've won some business. Does that mean you're going to be ramping up in terms of resource? If you are going to be ramping up in terms of resource, then perhaps, you know, then it could be an opportunity for me to support you in doing that. And I've got a demonstrable track record of doing so. Um, but it would also be not just looking at, well, when you've looked at the company's LinkedIn profile, I'd be then finding out who are the key stakeholders or who is the key stakeholder within that business that you need to approach. And then finding out about more about them as an individual and tailoring um, your approach to that particular individual and around their business. Um, and that makes it you know, a lot better than you know, some generic email, dear sir, dear Mrs. Dear Madam, whatever it might be, it's just completely impersonal. So I think you know that those are the sorts of things that I would do. Obviously, you know, I'd, I'd look into their the finances, uh, make sure that you know they had a healthy balance sheet. They were, you know, they weren't teetering on the brink. Although I suppose you know, in, in these times, you know, that's going to be uh, difficult to establish. Um, um, I'd be having a look at their social channels. I'd be, I'd be, you know, all of the things that I've just talked about, really. Absolutely. That's what I advocate. You know, as much as I'm a recruiter and part of what I do is is approach companies with individuals that I think are are going to be a good fit for them. I also advocate people doing that themselves. Um, mm. I think increasingly, and, and as we talked about, companies don't want to pay a, a recruitment fee. If I was giving advice to a candidate, my advice would be make the obvious calls yourself, make the obvious moves. And so few candidates I deal with do that. I don't think they they I don't think they have the confidence, the knowledge to do that. Obviously, we've worked in the industry for twenty years; it's second nature mm. to us. But I, that's why I created the Career Move Secrets course to to, to sort of, um, which is a course that uh, people are able to buy, which mm. takes them through that process step by step. Because there is there's a number of steps to it. There's a right way to do this, and there's a wrong way. Um, you know, if you get your ducks in a row and do it the right way, it comes across really really well and you 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 open doors that would otherwise not be open um you know i advocate people trying to look at the hidden job market rather than just the advertised job market and you guys are obviously advertising stuff but i bet you're also uh, creating roles for people would that would that be something you do yeah yeah i mean look you know the sorts of skills that we're looking for as i mentioned earlier on are pretty hard to come by because Mm digital marketing is still a fairly, you know, young industry. So if someone gets in touch with us um, and we look at their skills and we think, do you know what, this is this is a pretty rare skill set, then, mm. you know, we will have a conversation uh, at executive board level to see whether or not, you know, this is someone we could potentially bring into the business and uh, create a new revenue stream for the business. Yeah. Um, so you know that that is certainly something that we have we have done in the past. Uh, so I think you know if, if there's someone there who you aren't necessarily recruiting at that time, but you know that person can demonstrate that you know they can pay for their seat if you like, and some, then you know you'd be pretty, uh, you know it'd be pretty remiss of you not to bring that person into the business. To be quite honest, with you, assuming they were a good candidate. Yeah, I I tend to think again, you know. 
people who who enter the job market, you know, for the first time in several years, they use the obvious channels. They they look on job boards. They use Indeed. They look for advertised positions. And if if people haven't heard of the idea of the hidden job market, the idea is the hidden job market is actually much bigger than than the advertised job market. The hidden job market is basically the roles that aren't advertised anywhere. Um, and it's thought to be 80% of the jobs that are filled each year. So really, you know, the advertised jobs, the things that you see out there in the market uh, on Indeed, that's the tip of the iceberg. It's the 20%. The, the vast majority of the roles filled each year are actually filled through things like referral schemes, through things like people approaching to companies directly, or indeed companies, people like Jules, approaching them directly. That's that's how that's how jobs get filled. Um and on the flip side, the the advertised jobs out there, they're attracting around about 250 applications for each advertised job, um, which is a huge number. So your average, you know, your your basic odds when you apply are 250 to one, which are not great. Um, very few people who apply to jobs get called forward for interview. Uh, the 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 average is apparently two percent, and it's only around about 14 and a half percent of people um, who. Uh, actually find their job through a through a job board so the odds are stacked against you um the the direct approach is uh is a much more effective approach and it's one where you i think you really um you make better use of your time than you can feel like you're really busy if you're making lots, lots of applications but if if they're all going in the bin or not getting seen um you're really running to stand still well you're just part of the crowd aren't you but yeah. if you're using indeed and job site a monster and any other job board or you're applying through a linkedin job advertisement then you're just one of many many people who are applying for that role yeah and quite often what you've got is you've got inexperienced uh recruiters you know internal recruiters especially in large organizations who are not just filtering though, people out Obviously not me, Tony. Absolutely yeah. not. You know, you're talking to a seasoned pro. I'm going to say. Yeah, um, I mean, listen, we're we're fortunate. You know, we're not a huge organisation. Obviously, our parent company is. So, you know, I can take my time to look at pretty much every single application that comes into the business, and mm. and also give a personalised response as well, because it's very important to us that you know, even if if as a candidate, you know, we're not going to take you forward. We want to make sure that our business has a good reputation. Uh, within the local candidate pool that's rare actually because a lot most people get very you know little or no response at all yeah it is rare uh but sorry just going back to the original point again about the the, the hidden job market look you know you've got to stand out from the crowd you can't be, you know, as you say there's hundreds of people you've got inexperienced uh, recruiters filtering out tv that they don't fully understand so you know you need to do everything that you possibly can to be able to bypass that, you know, to, to, to think about, okay, well, look, you know, does the job description uh, tell you, you know, who this role is reporting to them? Not necessarily by name, but by job title. Let's get on LinkedIn. Let's look at who that person is. Let's identify that person. Let's get in touch with them, maybe connect with them on LinkedIn, send them a short message um, introducing yourself. See if you can bypass those internal recruiters or, or whatever that system is. You know, again, you know, you've got AI actually filtering people out these days. But I think you know anything that you can do to separate yourself from the rest of the crowd, um, it is very advisable to do, especially now given where we are in the world. 
Jules, give me an example of a really good approach that um, a candidate is making. So I would say that the best approaches that candidates can make are personalised approaches. Um, and probably, probably the best examples that I have seen of that, uh, in fact, there's one very, very recently um, where someone sent us a video. Now, we've all got cameras. We can all make videos on our phone. Everyone's got them these days. Um, she had made us a personalised video um, explaining to us um, what her background was, uh, explaining to us what she liked about our business. So she'd done her research uh, and explaining to us then what value she felt she could add um, and the steps that she would take to upskill herself. Um, this approach, our group MD absolutely loves, by the way, he loves the personalised approach. He saw it. You know, for him, you know, someone who makes that sort of, and by the way, in eight years, I think maybe three people have done this sort of approach. Uh, and out of those three people, two have got jobs, uh, including Lucy, um, who is the most recent person to do that. Um, so she did that. Great. Fantastic. She's made a real effort. And it's not that much of an effort to sit in front of your phone, press record, and, you know, having done some research and, and make that approach. So we got her in and, and ultimately she ended up getting up with a job. Um, she went through, you know, we, we didn't we didn't bypass the process in any way just because she'd done that. But it certainly got her through the door. No question of that. And it, and it gave us a really positive viewpoint of her right from the uh, get-go. Yeah, it's, it's made a look different, given her a competitive edge. It's yeah. absolutely the sort of thing that you would need to do when uh, the going gets tough. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say, you know, if, if, I, was, if I was to give someone, you know, one piece of crucial advice, make a video send it through we can all do it yeah the world has gone uh video mad hasn't it that's the yeah. that is the medium of choice yeah. now so yeah. Uh, yeah i definitely think uh candidates need to be using it more and more and get comfortable doing that because um like anything you practice that you will get better at doing it 10th take Agreed. you'll you'll have a decent take after number number 10 maybe couldn't agree more perfect Final question, Jules. Uh, I guess it's a bit future gazing and I'm not sure whether anyone can really answer it. But um, do you feel that we're going to have a decent economic bounce back from this pandemic? I mean, that's that that's a difficult question to answer, isn't it? I hope so. I really do. Uh, I think we all hope so, Tony. Um, and I think, you know, look, just going back to the point that you made again uh, earlier on, you know, there's going to be a huge oversupply of candidates and there's going to be, you know, I don't want to be too pessimistic, but there's going to be an undersupply of jobs. So, you know, as you said, you know, what was 250 people applying for one job will probably become 500 people. That is going to make it even more challenging for people out there. And that's why I think people who do understand that there is this hidden job market that there are opportunities that can be created for the right people um, are going to find themselves back in employment um, sooner rather than later. That's great, Jules. Thank you very much for your time today. That's great. No problem, Tony. Good to speak to you as ever. Thank you. Look after yourself. Thank you. So that concludes the very first episode of Career Move Secrets. I hope you found that useful. I hope there were some bits in there that you could uh, apply in your own situation. If you are interested in the idea of the hidden job market and how you can access that, please do go to uh, my site, www.careermovesecrets.com. 
there you will be able to sign up for my free job search masterclass which is actually a video based masterclass which will take you through the idea of the hidden job market and explain how you might be able to enter that market at the end of that you will also get an opportunity to buy my full career move secrets course at a discounted rate um, so please do look into that um, and please consider subscribing to this podcast for more insider advice on making your next career move